We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. You guys, Derek and Cody with you as always. And guys, we wanted to talk about Indianapolis and if they can bounce back against Pittsburgh after what we just saw from this last Cincinnati game where Indianapolis basically had their worst game of the season. Uh, And Cody, I don't even really think there's any way you can deny it at this point especially if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, because sure, we've had a lot of bad games, but it just felt like one of those games where nothing went well, you know, and we've seen the Colts lose a couple games this year. And, you know, even then, you know, the defense made some plays, right? The offense might've had a couple drives where like, wow, I mean, look at them move, you know, like things like that, but, or even in special teams, I mean, We can talk about just this last Tennessee game. I mean, the special teams was phenomenal. Uh, But it just felt like going into Cincinnati, I think it's in order to know if you're going to be able to move beyond it, you have to understand what happened previously that put you down there. And it was just kind of one of those games, Cody, where we sat back and we said, this team just virtually did nothing right. And I don't know if that's, I don't know how good you can make a scenario of that. Maybe it's just one of those games where nothing was just going right for you, but certainly uh, was a little bit, it does leave the Colts, at least the fan base and a little bit of awe given the fact that, you know, how well this team played uh, with the fundamentals and being able to at least do a few things, right. Just seeing them not be able to do anything right really kind of puts a damper on that a little bit. Yeah, and you mentioned it, man, like literally nothing going right. You know, it's crazy to think in this game that it was tight at halftime, isn't it? It's crazy to think about that because, you know, Indy, you know, we're down 14 to nothing. All of a sudden they score touchdown, pick six, convert the two-point conversion, boom, all of a sudden it's 14-14. And even then, you think about it, Derek, Indy probably should have been up at halftime. If Matt Gay hits the routine 38-yard field goal, Colts are up in the first half. And so it was just crazy the dramatic change 
in the second half, right? Where Colts offense went into basically, you know, stagnant mode. They didn't do anything. And the one drive they go down to potentially cut it to 10, you know, they score and then there's a holding penalty. And then they get all the way back and Gardner Mitchell gets strip sacked, you know, and then the Colts potentially get the ball back. And then Amir Speed runs right into Isaiah McKenzie, and the Bengals get the ball. They're like 25-yard line. And so just like things like that where you're just like, that is not what we have seen this team do this year. Yeah, the the offense has had their issues. The defense has had their issues. The special teams has had their issues at times, right? All of these units, they haven't been perfect. Not by a long shot. But like you said, it's been one of these units every single week, if not both of them, making plays when it matters, right? And that's kind of what's happened in this winning streak, you know? And a lot of times it's been more the defense as of recently making some key plays. Last week, when it mattered, the offense made some key plays in overtime and won that game, right? But this week, it was like everything went that could have gone wrong went wrong for the Indianapolis Colts. And so, like, they were competitive. I mean, they were competitive in that first half. I mean, they really were. And and it's crazy just how it completely changed and everything completely shifted in that second half where it was like the Colts played like crap, but you still felt good after that first half. Like, you're like, we're still in this thing. And then they went and took it to another level in the second half. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, Derek, you know, and, and I'm not making any excuses, but, like, hey, sometimes that stuff happens. I mean, Dallas, who's probably one of the hottest teams in football right now, people forget they lost to the Arizona Cardinals earlier this year. Yeah, they were, were bad early. Yeah, so, like, I'm not saying those are, like, the apples-to-apples comparisons, but you know what I mean? Like, even the best teams can have bad performances. And this isn't an Arizona-type team, these Cincinnati Bengals, are they? they they're a good team. I mean, despite the fact they didn't have Joe Burrow, I mean, with what Jake Browning's doing and the talent that this team has still has on their roster – I mean, they were a Super Bowl team a couple of years ago, Derek. They were in the Super Bowl and a few plays away from being Super Bowl champs. So, I'm like, willing to admit, talented. I think Cincinnati looks has looked better under Jake Browning than at any given point that Joe Burrow has been on the field at any point this year. It's crazy, man. And, yeah. and to give him credit, Jake Browning has looked absolutely exceptional, right? Um, but even so, you know, there was a couple big plays that the Colts' defense allowed that it's not like Jake Browning was just shredding them and making these big-time throws all the time, right? It was the screen passes in the first half. You know, two huge 40, 50-yard screen passes that just completely decimated them. It's like the routine things that they typically are able to somewhat defend or somewhat do, they couldn't even do those things right in this game. And so it was just very uncharacteristic in a lot of different ways for what we've seen this team do. Yeah, some of their weaknesses got exposed even more than they already had been. And then I think also not having your strengths rise to the occasion like they have kind of just doomed your team from the start, you know? And if your weaknesses are already bad and they're getting, you know, they're already causing you issues. And if you're the rest of your team can't rise up and kind of cover that up, you're going to have these issues and you're going to have games like this. And so I think that's what we saw Derek in this matchup was, you know, things that have been reliable this year for the Colts, for the most part, you know, Bernard Ryman at left tackle, this offensive line, I think they had their worst performance of the season. You know, Matt Gay had his worst performance of the season. I already mentioned him. You know, the pass rush, who's been very, very good. I mean, Derek, they are still um, nearly, you know, surpassing a franchise record in sacks for the year. They didn't even touch 
Jake Browning on Sunday. And so like things like that, that have been good. And I know, you know, the Colts defensive line in particular, they haven't necessarily played the greatest offensive lines, but you'd expect better performance than no sacks, you know, like you would expect them to do something, but they just didn't. And so like these things that have been strong suits for this team this year, they just all were complete weaknesses for them on Sunday. So all those combinations, I think, kind of lead to what we saw. Where, like you said, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. It seems like nothing went right for this team on Sunday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But And like you said, with that, it is great to see the day after a situation like this happens. Uh, what did we see last year, right, Cody? When we saw this team losing games, especially like what we just saw against Cincinnati, it felt like mm-hmm. the team attitude last year was point fingers at this guy, point fingers at that guy. Like, we just suck. Like, you know, we just got to do better. Right. Like that sort of like half answered, like, oh, my gosh, pity me sort of situation. Right. But this year, especially we just saw a couple a uh, couple players got talked to with the media yesterday. And I think it was Kenny Moore. I think it was Zaire. I think it was DeForest and a few other guys, you know, talking about how uh, we we need to take this and we need to, you know, we need to move on. You know, it's we understand that this game happened and we're not going to just go away from it, but we're going to learn from those mistakes. We're going to move on from this game and realize that there is a there is bigger things at stake now. We can't dwell on it, basically, because if we start dwelling on it, then we're going to slip. And then if we slip, we're going to lose our chance at the playoffs that we still have which is what a lot of those guys were saying to the media today. And I think it, it does say something, Cody, that again, even though it wasn't great at every asset of the game uh, on Sunday, it's good to hear them saying that, listen, it, it's, it happened. We're not going to ignore it, but we're going to learn from it and we're moving on. I think that shows a little bit of uh, the accountability and self-awareness of the situation that they're yeah, and you mentioned it, like just that word accountability. That was just not something that was present with this team a year ago. And and that's what the best teams do, Derek. They have accountability. They may have games like this. You know, people seem to like forget the overall perspective of like this is year number one 
for Shane Steichen. It's yeah. not like he's in his fourth or fifth year. You know, this is year he's a rookie head coach still, right? And so this is really like the first time where I feel like the team has not performed, you know, and been competitive throughout the course of the 60 minutes. Like maybe this in the Jacksonville game, but rarely has Shane Steichen look like a rookie head coach this year. And I think you got to give him credit for that. Um, but like, you, you know, you have one of these games and I think the best teams, well, yes, you're right. You don't ignore, you don't just, you know, move past without like learning from something. You learn from these things, you learn from these mistakes that you made and you move forward. And I think that's what we've seen, Derek, with some of the best teams is they may have terrible losses, you know, throughout the course of the season, but you got to be able to move on. You got to be able to move on to the next game. Right. Like Bill Belichick said, we're on to whoever we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Pittsburgh. You know, like that's what the mindset has to be. It, it really does have to be that if you want to stay competitive, because if you're worried about what you did last week and you got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up on Saturday, like you cannot be thinking about the ways that you screwed it up against the Cincinnati Bengals, because I promise you the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not going to care. <laughs> they're not going to. And so you have to be able to move forward and you have to be able to put what's in the past, leave it in the past and move forward and get better and learn from it. And so and that's the same way, Derek, with with you know being a franchise quarterback. You got to do that same thing, right? If you throw a dumb interception, if you do something stupid, you got to be able to move on to the next play, to the next series. Right. You got to be able to do that. That's that's just the winning mindset, you know, and it's not easy to do. It's a lot easier said than done. But I think that's the great thing for this team. It's it's a completely new week now. They don't have to think about that Pittsburgh game or they don't have to think about that Cincinnati game anymore. It's on to Pittsburgh. And that's what matters. And, and we talked about it, you know, kind of looking at the playoff picture a little bit. You know, you still have a great chance. You're still in the driver's seat. You yeah. still have a playoff spot as of this moment. And so you can control what you can control. And you have four more games to control uh, your opportunity to win. And if they can do that, they can take it one game at a time. Um, they can make the playoffs still. They really can. They are in the picture right now. Uh, but you can't be holding on to what you've already done. You can't be looking back. you got to be looking forward. Absolutely. And I think even like, I think we, again, it's a relatively decent excuse. Overall, an aspect of, does this really matter if Indy had these guys playing? Would we really have still won this game? That's debatable. I don't think so. But again, going into that last game, you know, this was one of the most injured times that we've seen Indianapolis this season as well, Cody. Uh, you talk about EJ Speed not playing in his first game of the year. Uh, that stinks. You know, that's a, that's a good quality linebacker there that – you know, place for you. And he missed. And I feel like that could have definitely been helpful in stopping the run and stopping those screens, you know, understanding the position you need to be in. Because remember who started in that game, it was Ronnie Harrison. And again, yeah. no disrespect to Ronnie Harrison, but there's a reason why he wasn't starting, right? He made a great play. No question about it. But one great play also doesn't uh, attribute to if you make four or five really bad mistakes, then that ultimately doesn't really say much. So that could have been huge. Braden Smith not being in there. Again, Blake Freeland was not the most picked on player in this game. Ironically enough, it was Bernard Ryman that was having the most issues. Uh, so that really didn't change a whole lot. But, you know, Braden Smith not being in there once again, that definitely hurts. And we talked about it. Juju Brents, that was what we talked about all week. 
was Juju Brents being back and being able to guard Jamar Chase, guard T. Higgins, you know, do all this stuff. And he wasn't there and he didn't get to play. And the, and the corners definitely got pickpocketed a little bit in that game. It wasn't by Jamar as much as everyone else, but that definitely could have helped. You know, we were hoping that that was a guy that was going to be there and he wasn't right. And then we had a couple other issues. So, you know, it, it definitely, and of course, Jonathan Taylor wasn't there. Who knows if he's playing this week against Pittsburgh. Um, but you know, like it felt like it was the most injury. It was the most injured Colts team that we've had all year. And I definitely think Cody, uh, it definitely, definitely played an impact in how they played and hopefully getting those guys back. Some of them this week will help make a big turnaround. Yeah. Getting those players back and also having some players who traditionally have played very well for you. You mentioned Bernard Ryman, you know, Matt Gay, another one that we talked about, you know, some of those different guys who really struggled and they really haven't done that this year for the most part. I expect them fully expect them based off of their track record this year to have a bounce back game. So you get some guys back healthy, you get EJ speed back, which will be a huge boost to your linebackers. You know, you get potentially Juju Brent's back, you know, so you can slide Jalen Jones over there to number two corner, take some pressure off of him a little bit. You know, you get some of these guys back, potentially Jonathan Taylor. We don't know on that one, but like if you start to get a little bit healthier and some of those guys bounce back, I think you're going to be just fine. I really do think that. And, and also, Derek, we just haven't heard a lot from even guys like Josh Downs recently, you know, who was on a tear, uh, you know, in the middle of the season. We haven't heard from him recently. He's all, He's been very quiet. So, like, do they get him more involved back in this game? You know, do they get some of their tight ends involved a little bit more? I don't know. Do they start to get the run game going a little bit? They've really struggled in that department, you know? So, like, things that they definitely need to clean up. Um, but also getting back some of these guys um, and having some guys bounce back, I think will definitely be huge um, moving forward and going into Pittsburgh here and playing them at home on Saturday. So going to be interesting, man, in this game. And like I said, Pittsburgh is pretty banged up in this game, especially just some of their key guys. Obviously, Kenny Pickett ruled out on Monday for the game on Saturday. Uh, you know, potentially they're going to be without two of their best defenders in TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, both guys dealing with some head injuries, some concussions. So you never know with that, you know, could they clear potentially, you know, I guess the, the good thing for Pittsburgh potentially is that, you know, they have a few more extra days to potentially clear. Yeah. But Derek, we know it's very rare or it appears like it's very rare at this point that guys clear within a week or so. Typically, it's about two well, weeks is what and we've especially seen. Some since we, especially since we saw earlier in the game when he went out because of it and then yeah. was displaying symptoms during the game, still played. And then the next mm -hmm. day, Friday, then admitted himself to being in the protocol. So, again... By Friday, remember, it, it's only like it's only eight days. You only have eight days. And the majority of the time, if you've got a class two like concussion, like and you're showing those symptoms, then very rarely do you see guys come out of it after seven days. It usually yeah, takes about so, two weeks. So right. who knows? Yeah. We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna discern one way or the other. Um and I mean, I think I learned from that, Cody man. is is Kenny Pickett. 
I mean, again, Kenny, yeah. the drop-off yeah. between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, there's a lot, okay? Mitch Trubisky is bad. I will admit he's very, very bad. So even if Pickett was out there, you'd already feel like as if you'd have a decent shot at it from a defensive perspective, but now you feel even better because Trubisky is just not that great. We saw last week against New England, I mean, it's any wonder why New England won that game. I mean, Trubisky was just bad. You had wide receivers, yeah. uh, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson looking at uh, on the sides, looking like as if they were uh, in hell because they were wide open half the time, and Trubisky never knew they were there. So, um, yeah, it, it is a it is a favorable matchup. I think, and that's what I said earlier last week. I thought that. Did the Bengals game from against Jacksonville give you a new perspective on the Bengals as a whole? And the Bengals defense had gotten a lot better as of recently. Their quarterback was playing very well, and they just had better players at that moment in time in certain positions than Indy did. And that is ultimately why they won this game. And again, the team was just not prepared. I truly believe, Cody, that Steichen is already in the drawing board. He's in. He's at uh, their practice facility right now, and he's drawing up everything that he could possibly get to try to help this team be on top once again. Because you're right. This was the first time all season that it looked like the team was not prepared. It literally looked like the first time all year where Indy was not prepared what was about to happen to them and so yeah. i think steichen's gonna take that personally i think he understands what the the problem is and i think that we're gonna see a pissed off colts team that a lot of people are trying to write them off i think they're gonna definitely go uh to they're gonna face pittsburgh and they're gonna remind everyone that they're still a team to be reckoned with this episode is supported by fx's clipped the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I, I mean, yeah, I just... You see just the reactions and the comments from different players, from Steichen. They're not happy. I mean, it's very obvious they're not happy. And we already mentioned it, but like just the complete change from last year where it went from it's now from going from indifference to no, we know we're a good team and we know we play like crap. But you know what? We're going to move forward. You know, like I just, yeah, I just get a different feel from this team that they're not going to fold, right? They're not just going to pack it in and be like, well, it was a good season, boys. You know, we're good. You know, we got four games to left, but we're not going to win them. You know, they're not going to have that mindset. They're going to believe they can go in and win every game because they've proven when they're on their A game and when they play well, they can go into Baltimore and beat Baltimore. Like they literally did that with Gardner Minshew. So, I'm not saying they're going to go make a run at the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is this team does have talent, and they are a very competitive team when they're on their A game. They had an off game. They played garbage. Like, they, they played their worst game in all three phases. But saying that, you know, I said it before, and I'll say it again, it's a new week. And Indy has a great chance here to turn it around against Pittsburgh. It has a great chance to respond 
and prove that that team against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday is not the 2023 Indianapolis Colts. So uh, we'll see if they back it up, man. But like, I feel a lot better about this team responding well than I ever did about a Frank Reich team responding well. I'll just say that because we've talked about that, Derek. The, the accountability with this team, we've already seen it multiple times this year. And I just have this feeling that this team is going to fight down to the better end. They're a scrappy team. And I don't. I just feel like they're not a team that's going to go away easily. Yep, absolutely. Well, I, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Do you think the Indianapolis Colts got exposed to the point where it could potentially be over for Indy? Or do you think that Indy is going to come back ready to go and bounce back and revitalize their chances to win the game and be able to save their season? But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much once again for all the support, and thank you for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah.